Welcome everyone back to the Peanut Gallery Podcast. We are recording this on Wednesday evening. It's the 28th of October. We are seven weeks into the NFL season now. Uh, kind of almost doesn't seem possible, but we are here. I am here with Jared. Jared, how's, how's life? How's your week going? It's going well. Uh, I, I'm really excited about week eight. I think we got some great games coming up. Um, but yeah, let, I'm ready to talk some football. Let's do it. And, and speaking of football, let's talk about our picks, you know, where we're at. You took uh, one game lead in both categories this week on me. Um, I went 10 and four in pick them. You went 11 and three. Just typical and, week after week. Uh, okay. Let's, you know, you're, you're not that far ahead overall. Uh, you've got a little, obviously a little more advantage in the pick them area you are 72 and 33 overall for pick'em you got a nice seven game cushion there i am 65 and 40 which you know will improve we'll 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 get better over time on that and then against the spread you are 62 41 and 2 and i am 61 40 and 44 so leading both right now obviously Right now, I have better chance to catch you against the spread. I'm really going to need you to. You're, you're the caboose. You're you're just sitting in the back. You know, I'll, I'll lead the way. I'll I'll forge the path on the trailblazer. Take that back seat and uh, stay a couple picks behind. Well, you know, some of us hit our locks of the week while you told people to take the goddamn Browns over the Bengals. So, oh, you know, I don't have a short memory over here, Jared. I remember what happened. <laughs> they last won week. that game just by they, they lost won the by game, half a but, point. Uh, you lost by half a point, which sad to say that matters. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Jared, we're going to talk about the Christopher Nolan tier of games. Let's start with the first matchup, which is the best matchup. I, I presume you will agree with me there. We got it's a Sunday noon game. Uh, which, you know, kind of shocked. Sometimes they like to flex, but I think they're only allowed to flex it if it's a 3.30 slate with the Sunday night, but they didn't flex it at all. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who the only undefeated team left because they beat the Titans last week, and then the Seahawks lost to the Cardinals. So they are the lone wolf out there in the wild. They are playing and traveling to Baltimore, facing off against the 5-1 and Ravens, who were on bye this past week, week seven. Jared, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites, the Ravens at home. How do you foresee this one going down? I think this is going to be one of the closest games of the week. Um, three-and-a-half for, for the Ravens. I don't think they cover that. I have the Ravens winning by three, 27 to 24. I like how the Ravens are coming off a bye here. They got to study this Pittsburgh team, and Pittsburgh gave them a lot of quality footage last week against the Titans, a game in which the Steelers were able to pull out a victory. So I I like how the, the Ravens are coming off a bye. I didn't do my research on Harbaugh's record after a bye, but I have to assume he's a veteran coach. It's pretty good. He's 5-1. Five 5-1. And one. Five and one. Very good. Um, and so the, I, I like it. I like the Ravens having a chance to get healthy, get rested and look at some tape, get things right and come attack this, uh, Pittsburgh team at home in Baltimore, um, to pull off a win. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of surprised we differ. I thought you were going to keep rolling with the Steelers 
but obviously this, this is a great matchup. These are both great teams. I think they'll both, obviously, I don't think both will make to the AFC Championship because I am going to stick with the Chiefs there. But one of them I foresee getting there, and I agree with you. I do think the Ravens win. I like how they're coming off a bye. And the key difference for me here, Jared, is the defense that the Steelers are going to be playing against, right? The Steelers' offense, they're going up against the Ravens' defense, which is top five, and they have also allowed the least points per game in the season so far. Um, That's right above the Rams, who are second at 17.7. The Ravens are only allowing 17.3. That, to me, is going to be the differentiator here versus what we saw last week against the Titans. And the Titans were able to pick off Big Ben three times. Uh, Now, I'm not going to say that Big Ben's going to throw three interceptions again. I just think the Steelers' offense is going to struggle to score a lot more compared to previous games and especially last week. And obviously, you know, this is a tougher matchup as well for the Steelers' defense. While the Steelers... Great, great defensively. We saw them shut down Derrick Henry. This attack is a little different, Jared Wright, because they don't have to worry about Tannehill, really. They don't run those RPOs with Tannehill, you know, running the ball, unlike Lamar Jackson. And I think that causes problems for defense. It's, it's just a lot more difficult to scheme for than a traditional quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, who, who does have some wheels. He's, he is very athletic, but he is no Lamar Jackson. And what I think is going to happen is the Ravens are going to get out to a lead, not a huge lead, but they'll get out to lead. And that's where they really get rolling and how they win a lot of their games. Uh, Now, if they get down, Jared, we're probably going to be wrong because we've seen it before with the Ravens, where if they get down, especially by double digits, this team, this Ravens team so far from what we've seen, you know, year and a half into the Lamar Jackson, they really struggle to throw the ball. Coming ver- yeah, coming back and going vertical. Because the they're running. They're running exactly. a lot. Exactly. But you're right. They add another dimension to the game with that RPO and Lamar running the ball. Because now you have two things you worry, have to worry about on the defensive side. Uh, containing the quarterback and protecting you know, coverage. Making sure that uh, all the receivers are covered in case he does fall back to pass. Um, and then if they're handing it off to Ingram or if he's going to run it himself or Dobbins. So I, I, you're exactly right. The Steelers, the, what's going to be great about this game is it's two of the best defensive teams in the league. I would say two top five defenses going off on a, you know, after each other. And the, this moves the Tennessee Titans aside because Tina Hill can't keep up with either, either one of these quarterbacks. So I'm excited for it. I think yep. you hit the money on the spot when you put this one as the number one game of the week. Yep. Love and it. then we differ a little. I do have the Ravens covering the spread. I got a 27-20 victory. Uh, so we'll see who get, who's correct on, on that front. Let's move to the next game where it's a Sunday afternoon slate. We got the San Francisco 49ers coming off a very impressive victory from a scoreline perspective. We don't know how good the Pats are, TBD, if that was an impressive win. They are flying to Seattle, playing against the 5-1 Seahawks, who just lost to Arizona, which Jared predicted correctly last week. The Seahawks are only three-point favorites at home. Jared, I'll take first stab here. I think the Seahawks come back after a tough loss, and they win and cover the spread. I just think, one, they're going to come back. 
great teams always come back to next week and play well. Not that the Seahawks played poorly, but Russell Wilson is not throwing three interceptions back to back games. You know, so you already know that turnover ratio is going to be probably in Seattle's favor this game. And what I really hate is just the God, these injuries, man. I mean, it is insane. The 49ers, Cowboys, and probably the Eagles are the three teams that have been decimated the most by injuries. Obviously, Cowboys probably particularly the most because they did lose Dak for the season. But everywhere else, too. It's incredible. And that's really – I just – I don't know how the 49ers are going to be able to go there and pull off the upset because Debo Samuel's not playing this game. They have some other players banged up. Obviously, we know Solomon and Bosa. They've been out since week one. And they're not playing – they're going up against a different beast. <laughs> They're going up against Russell Wilson, not Cam Noon. So that's how I foresee it shaking down. Jared, do you agree or do you got an upset here? I agree. Uh, the 49ers are one of those teams that have a question mark next to their name right now in the NFL for me. And that's because, you know, they lost to the Eagles. Then they lost to the Dolphins 43-17. to Then they beat the Rams and demolished the Patriots. And like you said, we don't know what that Patriot, Patriots team is all about right now. It could be a downhill uh, slide for them. So that win might not be that impressive. The Seahawks just lost to Arizona. I don't see them losing back-to-back games. MVP caliber players don't let that happen, and Russell's one of those guys. So I like the Seahawks here, 35-30, to 30, covering the three-point spread. I do think it remains a close game. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Seahawks will power through and get the W. All right, let's just move right along. I think we'll differ on this one. I, I might surprise you. We got our last game of the Christopher Nolan tier. We got the New Orleans Saints, 4-2, and two, traveling up to the Windy City of Chicago, playing against the Bears, who just lost Monday night, and are thrashing to the Los Angeles Rams. The Bears are getting four points at home. Jared, I didn't see that one going down. I got the Saints here. I know I'm kind of picking favorites right now, but it'll change. Um, I like the Saints 24 to 18. I think this will be a defensive heavy game. Um, But Chicago just hasn't proven it to me yet. I still think they're undeserving of five wins right now. Um, And I think the Saints are going to get their fifth win. I think they are ready for this Bears defense. I think they walk into Chicago and light them up. I, I think the, um, you know, with a lot of the check down passes and screen passes and getting their running backs involved as much as they can and just kind of, you know, Sean Payton's great at spreading out the attack of that offense. Um, I was trying to look. Do you know, Dan, is Michael Thomas going to be playing that game? Still TBD. They they are not. Uh, they have not opened the lid on that cookie jar and, and let so us it's know. So it's a coin yet. toss. Yeah, I, if I was a betting man, so far from what I'm seeing, and we don't really also know what the rumors are around. Maybe it's more than just this injury. Maybe they're both pissed off at each other. <laughs> uh, but yeah, probably going to wait till game time to know that decision. So yeah, I think uh, you know if he starts that game, then definitely give the Saints a W. If he's injured or not uh, playing to full 100%, um, you know, the sh- Chicago might be able to keep this close. But I still think the Saints pull it off and cover the spread. 
All right, we differ here. I'm shockingly going with the Bears, finally. I, I don't believe I've predicted them too many times this season because I agree with you. They are fraudulent at 5-2. I just worry about Drew Brees going up to Chicago and facing that defense in the, in the cold weather. Right now, the forecast, it is supposed to be 39 degrees with 23-mile-an-hour winds. I don't like that. I, I think it works both ways, you know, not to touch my bet or anything. But it's not going to be helpful for Breeze with that weather. But Older he's not Col- throwing the ball that far. You know, <laughs> he's just doing some little dink and dives. Right. But still, I just I just don't like it. That defense is really good. But also on the flip side, right? You you touched on it. If the Saints do win, it's going to be because of Kamara. And and unfortunately for the Bears, they still haven't figured out their running back situation because it because it is pathetic. And that could be their demise this game. If it truly is 23-mile-an-hour wins, that's going to be difficult, especially for Breeze. But even still, it's going to be hard for Foles to whip the ball around uh, in that weather, which is not going to be in their favor. I just believe the defense is going to pull it out. I, just like you, I agree. This is a defensive battle. I only have the Bears winning 23-20 to 20 here, and I, I don't really love it. I just want, I'm just taking the, the home dog in this situation. All right. Christopher Nolan tier's done. Let's move on to the Michael Bay tier. Let's first start off with the team that got decimated by the 49ers, the New England Patriots. Their schedule does not get easier. They are 2-4, and four, heading up to Buffalo to play, play against the 5-2 and two Bills. The Bills are favored by four points here. Jared, are you smelling an upset, or what do you got? Hell no. The Bills own Woo! the AFC East. Uh-oh. And they are going to win this game 30-20. to 20. They're covering this four-point spread. I think four points is a joke. Oh, and boy. I wouldn't be surprised to see Cam Newton um, not even play. Dead serious. What, I, what do you mean? Like replaced by Stidham or? Yeah. Oh, wow. Last, Holy. Last game. He man, I don't even think they scored a touchdown. They did that. So, you know, I, I don't think Bill Belichick's gonna be happy with that. And I could see Cam Newton just not getting the start, or the Bills are gonna be up by 21 at half, and it might be like 21 3 or 0, something nasty, and they're just gonna pull Cam out altogether. So I keep an eye out on that game to see, you know, what happens to him. Um, but I would not be shocked if he gets pulled that game. The other thing, Josh Allen has had two back-to-back games where he played mediocre. Um, it was decent. Like, his QBR wasn't terrible, but it's just not the Josh Allen we're used to seeing. And I think he comes back against this Patriots team team that has owned the AFC East for year after year for so long that these Bills are going to be hungry to get this W, and it's at home for them. I think they're going to have a few fans there. Could be wrong in that. It's New York, but I like the Bills, and I think four points is an absolute joke. I don't know who in Vegas decided that line, (laughs) but you are high. Man, you have full on jumped off the Patriots bandwagon. You you're off it. You're you you've you've the ship is sailing. It's it's just chip. It was after a good twenty. Chip. It was a you good know, twenty. It's like you're run. chopping down a tree, and it's right where the trees 
you know, falling and you're yelling timber and it's, it's already in the process of falling. Gravity's taking over and that thing's coming to the ground. Okay. That's this Patriots team. It started with chipping away. Tom Brady's leaving, chipping away. Gronk retired, chipping away. Uh, the COVID guy, you know, half their defense going on the COVID opt-out list. And eventually that thing's coming down. And last week was enough for me. I think that tree has fallen and no one's around to hear it. Well, I'm around and I love hearing that thing go right into the ground where it belongs. Cause like I said, a, I didn't exactly go out on a limb pun intended with the tree analogy. We're going with there that the Bucks are going to have a better record, but I love the Patriots being shitty. They had a great 20 year run. Look, it's over locking in Patriots fans. You guys are going to get a top 10 pick. You need to reload. It's okay. You guys were amazing for 20 years. No one feels bad for you. I agree with you, Jared. I have it a little closer, but I'd still have the Bills covering here. I got a 27-20 victory. I'm not fully ready to put them in the ground. Um, as far as like being able to compete, I still think a Bill Belichick team is going to go out there and do their best and try hard. But we talked about it last week, so I don't want to belabor the point. They just don't have the talent. They don't have the talent, and Tom Brady's gone. So, and I agree with you. Josh Allen's going to bounce back. You know, his two games, he hasn't played well this year. We're against two of the better teams in the league, the Titans and the Chiefs. And the Bills just aren't at that level yet, and there's no shame in that. They just aren't there. They, they might get there in a year or two, but it's, it's just not this year. They'll keep making baby steps and keep improving. So keep it up, Bills Mafia. You're going to go 6-2, and two, and it is now you are the champions of the AFC East. Let's move right along. I don't think we'll belabor this game too much either, Jared. We got the Titans 5-1, and one, coming off a tough loss against the Steelers there. They almost mounted a comeback in the second half. They are traveling to Cincinnati to play the 1-5-1 one, one Bengals. Bengals are getting six points at home. I don't think it matters at all, Jared. I have an easy Titans comeback or easy Titans victory here after a tough loss last week, a 31-17 smashing. I think Joe Burrow is going to struggle here, and I foresee Derrick Henry rushing for probably 150 yards, them controlling the clock, and being able to get to Burrow at least four to five times, which I think is going to be the downfall of them not being able to crack the 20-point total. I agree. Uh, get ready for Derrick Henry to have a big game. This Titans team's going to bounce back from that loss against the Steelers last week, and they're going to demolish Cincinnati. Once again, I think six points is not enough. I have the Titans winning 33-20, to 20, so a 13-point victory. One thing to watch out for, though, when betting that game, the Bengals have kept games close. Somehow, yeah, some way, they have backdoor covered a lot of games. So if you're betting the points on that one and you're a Titans favorite, I would probably stay away or do a teaser or something because um, six points, it sounds great, but Cincinnati is the king right now of keeping games close and losing. I agree. That's something to keep a watch. Let's keep moving along. We got the Las Vegas Raiders, 3-3, three and three, coming off a tough loss against the best team in the NFC, the Buccaneers, although not a lot of people on my social media agreed with me. Not shocking. They're all a bunch of haters. Flying to Cleveland, facing the Browns, who are 5-2. and two. Baker played great, but like you said last week, it was against the Bengals, so let's, let's you know pump the brakes a little bit. The Browns are favored by two and a half points here. Jared, I have an upset Bruin. I think the Raiders go in there, get a victory. I don't love my scoreline 
just because both these defenses are not great. So I think the offenses might truly relish in the opportunity here and score a lot of points. I've got it 24-20 scoreline. I don't love it. I think it might be in the 30s just because I have zero trust in either of these defenses. But I think Derek Carr comes back, plays well. Same with Josh Jacobs. And they get a, get, get a much-needed win on the road. Jared, do you agree? I do. Um, I told you guys I wasn't going to take favorites the whole week. Um, so now come the dogs. Raiders are going to win this game 24-21, to uh, three-point victory. And they're going to get their fourth W against this Cleveland team that with OBJ out, um, which is, you know, sad ordeal. Another – some fantasy owners out there just, you know, crying their lives to sleep. So oh, – yeah. It is what it is. Players get hurt. This is the NFL, and he, I don't think, made the best move on trying to do whatever he did that play. I guess it was an attempt at tackling, but yeah, it more looked like, uh, I don't know, jumping over hurdles or something. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Raiders are going to win. Um, the reason why, not just because OBJ's out, but because Baker had a phenomenal game last week. And Baker Mayfield is an inconsistent quarterback. So I don't see him carrying week after week those sort of numbers. Um, Derek Carr is also an inconsistent quarterback. And the Raiders didn't look that impressive last week against the Bucs. They held it in there on the first half. But then, like the Bucs are doing to people right now, they're just destroying right. them in that third and fourth quarter. Right. So, but the so, Bucs have a way better defense, to be fair to Derek Carr and the Raiders. That's true. That's true. This Cleveland Browns secondary is the weakness. And I think Carr will be able to get a few touchdowns by picking them apart. So I got Raiders 24-21. All right. Let's see if we agree on this next one here. We've been agreeing a lot, unfortunately, which is shocking. I can't tell if that's a good sign or a bad sign. We got the Indianapolis Colts, 4-2, and two, playing and flying to Detroit against the Lions, who I hate and forever will. They are 3-3. Three and three. They are getting three points at home. Jared, how do you foresee that one playing out? I like the Detroit Lions here. I'm going with another dog. Here's why. I'm going to usually I like to do a coach versus coach or a quarterback versus quarterback. In this game, I'm going to pick the wide receivers. I like Galladay over T.Y. Hilton. If you look at the numbers, you know, Galladay hasn't even played every game and he has better stats than T.Y. And T.Y. is, according to ESPN, the best receiver on the Colts. So if Rivers is struggling to get his number one receiver the ball, giving him touchdowns. Then, and, and Galladay's the opposite with Matt Stafford. It's, you know, Stafford knows how to hit Galladay on the run and, and rack up points. They're a great duo. And quarterback duos, quarterback-receiver duos, or, um, you know, back in the day with, like, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, or you look to the Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski days, which are still somehow continuing or the uh, you know, just any sort of those duos. I think that matters. And Matt Stafford and Galladay are, are becoming one of those duos. So I think the lions can pull out a victory here against this tough Colts defense at home and win the game 28 to 24 
um, and, and upset these Colts. Yeah, you must be smoking some down there in Texas because knowing how am I picking Matt Patricia to beat a Colts team and a Colts defense that's top 10 in the NFL. Um, I understand the analysis on, you know, Stafford and Kenny Galladay really feeling themselves. I've been the proud recipient of Kenny Galladay being back uh, since week three and enjoying that thoroughly. Unfortunately, it's not going to be enough for them. The Colts are the much better team. They're much better well coached. Uh, the only, the real X factor here to me, it, it's not the wide receiver QB combo. It's how many picks is Rivers going to throw? Is he going to throw three or is he going to throw zero or one? If it's in the zero to one category, the Colts are going to win by double digits. If it's in the, you know, two to three range, your lines might be able to pull off the upset. And that's going to be the only way in my opinion, because better coached, better running game, better defense, everything outside of, you know, the number one wide receiver and quarterback, the Colts have the edge in, in every single area of the game. Um, I would put money. There's a pick six that game. When the Lions get a pick six that game, I would I would really seriously think about putting money on that. I mean, that's gotta be at least plus one thousand odds minimum. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be sprinkle like ten dollars on it. Gotta be up there. Hey, well, you know, you might be right, but I just believe that Jonathan Taylor is gonna continue to do well running the ball, and that's how the Colts are gonna win this game. Let's go next with the Minnesota Vikings, one and five. Uh, that was that's a rough rough go for your NFC North champions, uh, Jared. They are playing the who are going to be the NFC North they're, champions. They're going to win these last nine games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. They're going to win the if they won out, they'd be they'd 11, eleven and five. And five. Right. Yep. <laughs> You're making it's the playoffs 11-5, but it probably ain't happening. It's um, not happening. Wrong. <laughs> that's all right. I got uh, I got Green Bay. I just I, – I couldn't – I can't see them pulling off the upset, especially in Green Bay. And I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, they traded up. It was the guy they acquired in the offseason from the Jaguars, Yannick. I'm blanking on his last name. He's a DN. They just traded him to the Ravens. Um, for for picks, so clearly they are in a. They got him from Jacksonville, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just traded him to the. They Ravens. traded him already. Yeah, yeah. About uh, was, so the Vikings traded him. Correct. The Vikings traded him to the Ravens like about five days ago. Um, so the Vikings clearly are waving the white flag. I don't pro- think he was that good. I mean, he wasn't amazing for him, but re- really, the entire defense has not been good for them all year. Uh, Do you remember last year and their front four was phenomenal? Oh yeah, they were they were a top ten defense last year, along with Cook dominating the rushing attack and Kirk Cousins. They were a playoff team. Really, they were a playoff team. Yep, Kirk Cousins played really well. He limited his turnovers. Cook was a fantastic running back um, until he got hurt. Yeah, they were they were a solid team. Unfortunately, injuries, especially mainly on the defensive side of the ball, have have really hindered them. And then Kirk Cousins has been turning the ball over at a higher click than he did last year. Those have been the two big differences I've seen from them. Um, so unfortunately, that's that's why they're one and five. I got the Packers winning. I have them covering just barely. I got a 28-20 victory. I'm never going to pick against Aaron Rodgers in the division at home. I'm just never going to do it. It's It'd be a dumb mistake. I got them covering. Jared, do you have an upset? I, I presume by your voice and your tone, you're, you're not going to pick the Vikings here. No, I'm going with the Packers. Um, however, 
I think the Vikings have the lead at half, and they go in deep in the fourth quarter with the lead. Um, but the Packers get a, you know, two minutes to go touchdown kind of deal. And they win the game in Green Bay 40 to 35. So oh, wow. I, I don't, I see this being a high scoring game. I don't see um, the Green Bay Packers covering the seven points. I think that's too many. Uh, looking at the weather, it's going to be 39 degrees. In Green Bay, um, partly cloudy skies, but no snow, no no inclement weather, which is why I think this one can be a uh, a high scoring game, especially when both these defenses have given up thirty plus points several times this season. So, if you have fantasy players on either team, I would start them because I, like I said, I think it's going to be a, a shootout. Um, and then what this comes down to, my prediction is if Cook plays. If Dalvin Cook, who is questionable right now, is unable to make the start, this will be a Green Bay victory by well more than seven points. Because I truly think Dalvin Cook is the Ezekiel Elliott to Kirk Cousins. You know, they, Dak and, and Zeke thrive together. Same thing with Cousins and Cook because Cook helps take pressure off the quarterback. And when you get, you know, that five or six yards on that first down run, that takes a lot of pressure off Kirk who can um, perform a lot better on second and four, if that makes sense. So pending Cook plays, I like the Packers 40 to 35 still. Um, and I think Rodgers is just going to have another heyday. I mean, the guy has 17 touchdowns and two interceptions on the year. Yep. Insane. He's, he's playing really well right now. It's, I'd say it's a three-way tie between him, Russ, and Brady for, for the MVP lead right now. I think they're all co-leads. No Mahomes? No, not, not yet. They've, he's got plenty of time to get back into it. And we, let's go into that game right now as well. Um, the New York Jets 0-7 are flying. He has plenty to – hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't just get to switch the topic here because – He's I, got plenty of time left. I just – the problem – He has is, one interception on the let me Let me Only explain – one interception. Let me explain to you why he's not co-lead with those three guys, Jared. And, and, and this is the very unfortunate thing about what Lamar Jackson did the last season and Mahomes has done his first two years as well especially his MVP, obviously. And this is, I'm going to compare Patrick Mahomes to LeBron James from a standpoint of how good they are at their position. When they set the bar so freaking high, that is where the bar is. And that's the problem with expectations. Everyone expects Pat Mahomes to throw for 40 touchdowns. Therefore, he has to throw. I disagree. I disagree with this. I just think that's why, I just think that's why he's not really in the convo with those other three guys. No, no, I'm not no, no. saying you can't win it. I'm just saying that's the fact. Nobody's talking well, if, about if him. If your facts are true, then Tom Brady would be – he's the GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. And you just included him in an argument where he has twice – he has four times as many touchdowns as Mahomes, twice as right. many as Rodgers, and one more touchdown. So, you know, Tom, Tom Brady, I don't – you know, I, if, if you're going to – discuss this there are four names involved you don't cut it off at three because the one you're cutting off has better stats one just more games than 
all of the other guys. But everyone expects the Chiefs to be good, Jared. That's what I'm saying. It's expectations. Everyone expects Pat Mahomes to do well. Everyone expected the Chiefs to probably go 13-3, 14-2. Everyone expected Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to go to the playoffs and be good again. Right, and they're not. And that's why we haven't even sniffed Lamar's name in this MVP convo. Because he is nowhere near the stats as he did last year. That's what I'm saying. It's about expectations. I think people also expected the Seahawks. I think you could say the same thing. People expected the Buccaneers. Not that okay, that's definitely not true. You and many others predicted the Bucks to not even make the playoffs. So there's I can't find a single analyst in in the world unless they were in a cave and have never watched a football game before that didn't predict the Chiefs to A win the AFC West and B make the playoffs. I mean I'll let you go at that. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is if you look at the stats, you look at the QBR ratings, you look at the passing yards, you look at the touchdowns, you look at the interceptions. Mahomes has the fewest interceptions. He has a few touchdowns short of Brady and Wilson, but he's up there and the passing yards are there. So the wins are there. Okay. The wins are there for every one of them. I don't think any, um, you know, the, the people who actually vote on the MVP award, I don't think that they are going, Oh, he won the Super Bowl last year. So let's, Get him. We can't include him in the conversation. No, I, I'm telling you, they do. But but look, if Pat, if the Chiefs are going to win the next three games, probably. Um, if Patrick Mahomes over the next three games throws, let's let's say 11 touchdowns and only one more pick, he'd be at 20. Quick map: 27 TDs, but only two interceptions, and the Chiefs would be nine and one. He will then. He would then be the front runner, more than likely. I'm just saying right now, he's he's not. And I feel like that's a fair statement to make. Okay. I disagree, but we'll move on. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the Chiefs, which um, I'm always going to put a team with a winning record, even if they're playing a, a complete sh- sh- you know, shit show over there in New York in, in this Michael Bay tier, just because – who wouldn't want to watch the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Holmes play? We got them. They're at home. They're 20-point favorites right now against the New York Jets, who probably are going to go winless. I do have the Chiefs covering here. I got a 35-14 victory. Don't need to say too much else. 35-14. to 14. I got 40-17. to 17. And I see Mahomes getting around four touchdowns, four passing touchdowns this game. And I see them covering the 20 point spread as ridiculous as that is one of the, I I said the other week, 13 and a half was the highest. No, no, no. This one was at 21 and a half a week ago. It dropped down to 20. That is an insane spread, (laughs) but the chiefs will eat up those points. I think they're high. uh, Just one more bit. They're firing on all cylinders right now with the special teams defense and um, everybody's scoring, and I think the defense continues to perform well against this terrible Jets O-line. So that's that's why I think they can hold them to 17 and, and just put up a ton of points. Yep, yeah, it's going to be a blowout. It'll be a fun game to watch uh, from a fantasy perspective if you own um, or have any of the Chiefs players on, on your fantasy roster. Let's go into – I honestly think this is probably my favorite or one of be the games I watch – Obviously, going to be watching it coincide with, uh, I believe they played the same time with the Chiefs. Um, we got the Los Angeles Rams, 5-2, and two, 
one of the best defenses in the NFL. They are flying to Miami. And, Jared, it is to a time. It is here. I've been calling for it since week one. I obviously was incorrect that he would start week one. I said he should. Coaches disagreed. But it is week eight. We got him. Miami's three and three. They're getting four points at home. And, Jared, you bet your damn ass that I am picking Tua in his first game to come out and get a victory. I got a 27-24 victory here. Um, I'm actually writing about it. I'm going to post that article tomorrow about the main reasons why, one of which is is very much a term, not sure if you've heard of it, it's just around like the ball having energy. It's said a lot more in basketball, but what Tua starting does for the team in the psyche and the mental aspect of the game, you're not going to be able to equate it to stats and, and points overall. Uh, but it is going to change their mindset because now they have a quarterback that they believe can get them to the playoffs and eventually, obviously, be their Super Bowl winning quarterback. You, that none of those players, and they're all smart. These players are intelligent human beings. They all knew their their cap with Fitz was eight and eight at best, and it's going to change the environment in the locker room. Everyone's going to be excited, and I think they're going to upset the Rams, especially because there are stats out there. You can go look them up. Teams that travel west and have to play noon Eastern, PM Eastern, which would be 9 a.m. their time, they don't fare well. Um, and so, yeah, I think Tua gets his first win, throws for two touchdowns over 250 yards, and let's go. It's Tua time, baby. Except if you're the Seahawks traveling to Atlanta week one. Yeah, but Atlanta, we, they're not a team. We don't count them. They don't exist, Jared. We, we talked about I remember you brought that up back uh, week one when the Falcons played the Seahawks, and we had no idea how bad that Falcons right. team was. Really we both was. predicted the Falcons. That was yep. – oh, boy. Let's Never put again. That, yeah. Can we block that out? Can we take that out of that podcast? It would take a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Anyways, uh, man, we are agreeing too much, and I don't like it because I got to get – I got to even – get my lead to be higher in these pick So, which by the way, I went 11 and three last week. Um, and if you catch the last episode, I had three games where I missed by one point on the score. Continuing on though, Miami Dolphins Humble. are plus four. Okay. I have the Dolphins winning as well, 27 to 23. And I agree. I am excited to see Tua and I know his teammates are. I think that the Rams have had some questionable games where they got questionable wins. And five and two is a little high for them. I see them more as a four and three team right now. And I think the Dolphins, even with Fitzmagic going away, are going to be getting their fourth win this weekend against the Rams. So I could go into a deep dive on this analysis, but. Miami is going to start getting hot. And I think that this is one of the more underrated teams in the NFL. And it starts with their defense and it will continue with Tua. I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately we are, we are agreeing a lot. I don't like it, but maybe it's because we're both so intelligent. We're going to be right on all these games. Um, missed up. We do have one game left in Michael Bay tier. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off against the New York Giants. Don't need to talk too much about this one. Everyone here knows how much I love Tampa Bay. 
and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They are going to move on to 6-2. and two. They are covering the 11-point spread that the Giants are getting at home. They're going to win 33-10. to 10. Tom Brady and team are going to continue on rolling, and they get Antonio uh, Brown the week after as well. And this offense is only going to continue to gel, get better, and the Giants are just not very good. And it's more of a lack of talent basically everywhere around the field. Um, and also Daniel Jones, unfortunately, is a, is a, excuse me, is a turnover machine. What was the score that you had? I got 33-10. 33-10. Wow. Um, I like the Bucks to cover. Once again, I got it. God, I'd hope so. Uh, but come on, guys. It's the Giants. And uh, yeah, it's the Giants. 34-20 to 20 is the score that I have. Um, I think Brady's going to go off on another fourth quarter bender and just throw touchdowns for days. So once again, if you got fantasy players for the Bucks, you're in for a good weekend. All right. That ended Michael Bay. Let's go on to Rodrigo Cortez tier. We got the Thursday night game, AKA tomorrow night, Jared, you already know who I'm picking. We got the one and six Atlanta Falcons flying to Carolina to play the Panthers. No way am I ever picking the Falcons ever again. I don't care if they're playing the Jets. I am picking the Panthers to win. They are three-point favorites at home. Um, so right now I have them pushing this game. I got a 23-20 victory. I just can't trust the Falcons to hold on to a lead. And that is why I believe the Panthers will get the victory. But overall, I, what's crazy is I think the Falcons have a better roster front to back. They just don't have a good coach and they choke all the time. Yeah. I mean... You just the other week you're asking me what's going to happen to Matt Ryan or would they trade him and uh, maybe it was Julio. Julio, yeah. And if they ever caught wind of that, you got to assume like, I mean, if if I think about that and my work was telling me or my job was telling me, you know, hey, you know, we're thinking about selling you off to another company or something. You know, you just kind of get like a, a a mixed feeling where. You don't feel like you fit, you know, in the right spot or you don't want to work as hard or whatever. So even though their names are on the back of their jerseys, and I think those guys are some of the best at their positions to play, you know, Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. Julio Jones is a great wide receiver. Um, But right now it just, you know, their time's already passed or they're just, out of interest and at one in five or one in six, whatever they are, it, it wouldn't be hard to lose interest. So I agree. I like Carolina here. I think they cover the three points, 30 to 24 Falcons. <laughs> sorry, Falcons fans. You're in for a long year. Um, let's hope you can get more than one win, but it's the outlook is not great. All right, let's go to the Sunday night game, which why this is a Sunday night game is only because these teams are in big market cities. Let's just call it like it is. We got the two and five Cowboys flying to Philly to play the Eagles, who are two, four, and one. There's no line yet, but Jared, you know, I'm, I'm feeling something here. I'm going to want to fly like an eagle. 
into the sea. Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles here. The Cowboys are decimated. Oh, please stop. The, the Cowboys are decimated with injuries. They don't even know who their quarterback is. Actually, hold on. Hold on, Jared. I'm going to make a phone call. It's from Jerry Jones. He wants me to fly down. That's how bad it is down there. They are going to destroy this joke of a team, and it's mainly due to the injuries. Trust me. The Eagles, they aren't great either, but they're going to win this division because they are the shiniest turd in the pile of shit on the side of the highway. It's going to be whatever the line is, it don't matter. I got an easy victory, especially if it's even double digits. I got a 30 to 14 victory. 30 to 14. Well, we finally disagree. Um, and I'm not picking the Eagles and I'm not picking the Cowboys. Are you, I have a, are you serious have, right now? I have a tie. You have, have a tie. tie? I have a tie. I'm predicting a tie. First time what is this, year. soccer? What sport well, are we talking about? Your Eagles are great at tying. You know, it, it's not my How fault. They you. can't get a touchdown or a field goal in the you know, overtime. So it's, it's the sport. There is ties involved now, thanks to the rule change. I don't know. It, was, it feels like two years ago, but, you know, how we get old so fast these days. I feel like it might be a decade ago they made that rule change. Um, anyways, I think it's going to be 24 to 24, a freaking tie, just to add more drama to this freaking hell of a season. And especially for that NFC East, because they are atrocious. Absolute garbage. And... Honestly, the movie The Replacements is becoming more and more relevant uh, as the season goes on because the Cowboys have so many injuries that they are literally calling people on the streets to come play. I, I am being sarcastic a little bit, but, but it's getting bad. Um, the Eagles are also dealing with injuries. And on top of that, they just got this quarterback who – Dan thought was top 10 at some point this year. I'm not going to let you get away with this. Not going to let you get away with this. Oh, Carson Wentz is absolute garbage. He doesn't belong in the top 10. No one even has him on their fantasy team anymore. If you do, it's an absolute joke. That's absolutely not true. Yeah, it is. It, it is. One of our friends I, started him last week and he dropped a 30 burger. So okay, I'm not that. talking about a two quarterback league with, you know, you have 20 quarterbacks that are starting. Um, but in a typical fantasy league with 12 teams and one quarterback, no one in their right mind is starting Carson Wentz, which validates the point that he's not a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, we should start Dak, who uh, lets his team down by 28 and then just you know, punches. You punches. Can't play him. Oh, well, if you could, you'd only start him because he gets fancy points. He doesn't actually put W's on the board. Um, but let's move on. We all know Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak, but uh, we can belabor that for an entire episode probably. Let's go to the last game. I've got an upset here, Jared. We got the Los Angeles Chargers. They're flying to Denver. Both these teams are 2-4. and four. They're both in the AFC West, so we got a little divisional rivalry game happening here. The Broncos are getting three points at home. No real reason why I should think the Broncos could win. Would win. They haven't looked great the past two weeks, even with Drew Locke, though they've played stiff competition, to be fair to them. Um, I just think this is going to be Herbert's first off game. He's due. He's been playing well so far. And it's just more of, you know, I'm just kind of feeling it. Just, just a little gut check. The Broncos are going to somehow pull off the upset at a low-scoring game, 23-17. Well... Things were getting exciting because we finally disagreed. 
and now we're back to being on the same page. I have tw- wait, what was your score? Twenty three seventeen Broncos. I have twenty to seventeen Broncos. Oh, so, so you got a, a three go. point victory uh, for Denver. Um, and I agree. I think they start getting things together and clicking finally. Um, I think they probably took a lot away from that uh, Chiefs game that they got dominated. Uh, and I, it just doesn't happen unless you're really bad in the NFL where you get blown out two weeks in a row. So I just don't see that happening to them because I don't think they're that bad. Um, but unfortunately, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. So we'll see what happens. We're definitely a game that I'm not looking to watch uh, all that closely. No, not at all. All right, Jared, it's time. I've been teasing it for about a week and a half now. It's time for a new segment. It is buy, rent, or sell. You have three options, just like you would if you're looking at real estate, you know, around anywhere you live. But uh, the real estate, or a.k.a. the assets we are talking about, are NFL players. And how this is going to work is I am going to ask Jared. (laughs) I've got three players lined up for this week. Probably going to slim that down the two a week going forward um, just because don't want to run out run out of players um, too fast. And Jared's going to tell me if he would buy it. You know, when you buy a house, usually you get a 30-year mortgage. Uh, in this case, usually if you're buying a, a player, it's somewhere between a four- to five-year deal with a fair amount of money up front and year over year. And then rent, you know, that's something more like a franchise tag or a one- or two-year deal and then sell. You know, that's someone you might be looking to franchise as well or possibly even trade because you don't believe in their ability to get you where you need to be. And it'd be remiss of me to not start with the most important position in the NFL of quarterback. I got three quarterbacks for Jared here. Jared, first one. I'm starting with your boy Wonder down there in Dallas who's out for the year, Dak Prescott. So is this buy, rent, or sell deal all on the current situation that he's in? I want to verify that. Absolutely. You got to take into okay. the fact that he, you know, got he's injured, injured. Freed, and you don't he's know. He's already franchise like. tagged. Okay. Yep, absolutely. I sell Dak Prescott. I don't think he's worth the money that he asks. he's currently asking for. So that's why buy can't be a possibility. I agreed with the decisions that Jerry Jones made to franchise tag him. Um, so I was all on board the rent trade. Uh, you know, that would have been a rent at the beginning of the year. The year has progressed. He has gotten injured. And now I feel like you have to sell. And there might be some value left here. And because of his injury, his, you know, I think there are some teams that would go after Dak and the Cowboys might be able to take advantage of that. And the only way they can take advantage of that is getting some first round picks. Um, and I think Dak is definitely worth a first round pick, maybe even a second round pick to go with it. Um, but that's, yeah, yeah I, I would sell him. Okay. Let me ask you a follow up hypothetical here. If the Cowboys go, if they go winless the rest of the season, if they go two and 14, they'll probably have a chance to maybe draft, probably not Trevor Lawrence because. The Jets are going 0-16. But that Justin Fields kid from Ohio State is highly rated as well. Would you look to trade Dak and then pick Justin Fields so that way you have a quarterback on a cheap deal? Is that something you'd look into if you were the GM of the Cowboys? Definitely, 100%. 
You're always looking for your future franchise quarterback, someone who you can sign like a, you know, what the Chiefs did with Pat Mahomes, someone who you can sign for a long time. You just got signed for 10 years. So I would always be, because it's the hardest position to fill. That's why quarterbacks get paid so much because there's not a lot of great ones. And if you have faith in a guy like Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Fields, then yes, you need to do whatever you can to get yourself in the position to draft them. And I'll reference the Chiefs one more time. In that draft where they got Mahomes, they traded up. And every analyst was making fun of them because they thought other quarterbacks in his draft were going to be better than him. Yep. Turns out they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember specifically. I, I personally thought if we were trading, if the Chiefs were trading up, they should take D. Watson. Um, obviously, they did the correct thing with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but let's go on to the next player, Jared. Byron or sell Baker. Baker Mayfield. Baker, for me, this is a really tough one. He's a buy. He's, wow. he's actually a buy. And that's because the, he's had a lot of moments where he has proven to me that he's better than the top 15 quarter. He puts himself in that top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I, I feel like if you're in the top 15, you should buy because you have a quarterback that's better than half the league. It's kind of like Alex Smith back in the day. He's not going to win you Super Bowls on his own. But if you put a really stout defense on that team and maybe give him a couple weapons, he will do what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. And Baker, I feel, is that same sort of person. He takes a little more risks and isn't as smart as with the ball as an Alex Smith example would be. But I feel like he's better than the Nick Foles, the uh, Minshews, the, you know, all the other garbage quarterbacks out there. Sorry, Drew Locke right now. He might get better. He might have a higher ceiling, but I think Baker Mayfield is better than Drew Locke. So what type of deal, if you're the GM, would you give him? Would you give him something like Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, Bridgewater just got with the short like term. A, okay, so let me give you a comp. Is Teddy's deal, he just signed with Carolina, was three years, 66 mil. So that's 22 a pop. That's right season. around the money. Uh, that's great. That's, would, that's the money. Yeah, I think okay. that's a little cheap for Baker. I don't think you'd go for that. But that's the kind of money that if I was a GM, I think he'd be worth. Okay. A short term, three years. Because – Here's the problem. If things start going south and you don't, and you start losing games, <laughs> Baker's not going to be your guy. Um, but the way things look right now, he seems like he can do enough to make the playoffs. All right. And then last player, we got your boy Wonder, who's going to cost you $50. Sell, 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 sell. sell. Cam, Cam <laughs> yep, Newton. Okay. Yep. Yeah, sell. Cam Newton. Okay. <laughs> now he is, he is obviously older. Than both the previous guys mentioned here. He is 30, 31. He's been in the league now for nine years. But you are, you're not even maybe like renting. You're just full on selling. You've seen enough as a Patriots GM. He's not your future. Let me give you an analogy. It's like back in 2008, you just bought that nice 42-inch, what they called a flat screen TV, but was really like eight inches deep. And, <laughs> and it's, you know, maybe a 40 48 inch tv and you're like oh man that used to be a great tv 
but now I can literally go spend a couple hundred dollars and get something just, you know, the same size and brand spanking new and way better in, in an actual flat screen. Um, so Cam Newton's that TV, you know, he was really cool back in 2008 or 2000, early 2010s. Um, but his time's over and he got his, you know, last chance with the Panthers. He got another second chance with the Patriots. And now I'm just, I'm not impressed with what I've seen this season. He had maybe one game that was decent and all the other ones. Seahawks. His yeah. defense is terrible, like we've talked about. But I'm not impressed. So I'd sell him. I would, you know, because right now, the reason you sell is if someone's worth something of value that you might be able to get something for it. And with Dak Prescott, I really do think there's value there that you can get back. With Cam Newton, you're going to have to find a really dumb GM in the NFL who wants him. Um, and if you can't, you're stuck with him. Yeah. Um, I would rent Dak, to be honest. I'd, I'd do another franchise tag. I don't know if you'd sign it or even play on it, especially after getting injured, but I, I wouldn't fall on sell unless I was in that situation we hypothetically talked about where I've got the number two or three pick and I can just move on for cheap. Uh, Baker, I would, I would rent um, as well. I wouldn't extend him. I wouldn't want to pay him. Kirk Cousins money even. I don't like him at 30 mil. I like him around the 26 to 22 range, kind of how we talked about compared to Teddy Bridgewater. And then Cam, yeah. I've seen enough too. Just let bygones be bygones. You only had him for a year anyway, and it was like for a million dollars. So who even cares? All right. That's buy, rent, or sell. Time for some uh, sit him or start him. Woo! You ready? Let's go. I'm going to start with a team. Oh, okay. <laughs> because All right. the running back situation is horrid. And I'm just going to give you the entire running back core. And you can say sit him or start him. The San Francisco 49ers. I knew that's where you're going. I had a feeling. So I, you have like McKinnon back there. Jermichael right. Hasty. Uh, Mostert's not playing. I Mostert's think, out. And then, then I there's think the new Wilson. guy, Wilson's out. I think he injured himself, if I remember correctly. Um, frick. They're playing the why – why can't I remember this? They're playing the Seahawks? Correct. I'd sit because I think it's going to be a more of a passing game for Garoppolo. I'd sit. Okay. What about Travis Fulgham? Start, Philadelphia, start, start. Philadelphia start. wide receiver. Start. They're playing the freaking Cowboys. That defense is terrible. It is the worst defense in the league. It's an absolute joke. I don't know who anyone plays. They, they don't play out there. They're pathetic. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in the scheme. Start, 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 start. He's been great the past two to three weeks. And Carson Wentz is going to throw for at least three touchdown passes. And one of them is going to Fulgham. Okay. I like the, uh, you know, the certainty on that. Uh, okay. Last one. We're going to go back to a team uh, and you're going to pick one of their wide receivers uh, to start chase Claypool. Sorry. We're going to do Pittsburgh's wide receivers going at Baltimore. 
Uh, and you can just, you can either say, you know, start, start, sit, or sit them all or start them all. So we got Chase Claypool. We got JJ, Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, Deontay Johnson, right? It's the third one. Yep. So sit them or start them. And you can, you know, go through each one and. Okay. The tough, God, this is tough. Um, we talked about last week where, you know, last week, Big Ben was a fan of chocolate ice cream. You know, he liked Deontay Johnson. The week before, he was like, you know what? I want some strawberry. I like Clay uh, Chase Bull, if I, if I got Chase his name Chase Claypool. Right. Chase yep. Claypool. I mixed him up. My apologies. Um, God, so this is really difficult because of Big Ben really spreading the ball well. This start him or sit him scenario might be the most difficult I've ever had the answer. I think you could flip, you know, the coin on all three. Unfortunately, we don't have a three-sided coin. Um, I am just going to go with my gut and say that Juju is due. I think they're going to hone in on, on Claypool and Deontay Johnson will get some, but the key difference here is I think Juju gets the touchdown and that's, what's really going to, you know, provide him with more fancy football points than the other two. So I agree 100%. I think Juju's due. Uh, Johnson and Claypool had their time to shine, but it's time for Smith Schuster to show up. And he knows that too. He better because I got him on my team. <laughs> I knew that answer would make you happy because I, I, <laughs> I knew you had Juju. All right. That wraps up the Stardom or sit -em. Now we are going to move in to the betting. Damn, it feels so good. You know, if you have not watched Jerry Maguire, you got to go watch it. It's such a good movie. Show Me the Money is one of the all-time classic lines ever from any movie, to be frank. But let's move on into our bets, Jared. We had a great week last weekend. Week seven was fruitful. Won a fair amount of money. It was good vibes all around, especially from our boy Thomas, who gave us the Pringle prop. It was fun to everyone in the chat was high fiving each other. We were doing beer bongs. I'm kidding. We weren't the Pringle were prop. <laughs> the Pringle prop. I like that. Uh, but let's go with our locks. Let's start there. Of course, my lock coincides with two a time. I'm picking the Dolphins plus four. I love it. I explained earlier why I love the Dolphins the win. I think that happens. So therefore, I think they easily cover the four-point spread as well. So remember back when I was saying that guy in Las Vegas, whoever came up with this Bills line is high? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm taking Bills minus four. That's a no-doubt victory, hammering it. All right. I like it. Now, Jared, I've got two like parlays. Well, one's a parlay, one's a teaser. Do you have... Do you, do you have two or do you have one? I only have one. Okay. So I'll go, I'll, I'll give my parlay first and then say my tease for last. So the parlay I like this week is it's another three teamer last week. If you remember, it was, I took the bucks to cover. I took the Packers to cover and I'm blanking it out oh, Steelers. And then I took the Steelers plus one, you know, if you would have bet a hundred dollars, you'd have netted yourself 550. 
your boy Dan just out here giving free money away. It's it's free for everyone. Um, I've got another one. Better odds this time. I've got the Colts minus three. Obviously, Jared disagrees with me there. He thinks the line's upset. I got the Titans covering the six-point spread. I think they're going to absolutely demolish those Bengals. And then I got the Broncos plus three at home. Now, obviously, bet the amount of money you bet and feel comfortable with. But just for scaling purposes, if you bet 100 you would win $680. Okay. For my parlay, I have, let's see, three, six, eight teams. It's an 18 parlay. And they're all money lines. So I'm not taking points on any of these. We're just picking who wins. Um, I went 11 and three last week on my picks. So if I can get eight here, right, then we're sitting pretty. Buffalo Bills, money line at home against the Pats. Titans against Cincinnati and in Cincinnati, um, taking Titans money line. I'm taking the Seahawks to beat the 49ers at home. I'm taking the Giants to go up to New York and I'm sorry, (laughs) hold up. I'm taking the Buccaneers to go up north and beat the Giants in New York. I'm taking Green Bay to beat the Vikings at home. I'm taking Baltimore to beat the Steelers at home. I'm taking the Bears to beat the Saints. I'm sorry. Oh, messing up here. I'm taking the Saints to go into Chicago and get a W. And then finally, so those were all favorites. Took all favorites there. Now we got a dog. The Denver Broncos to win at home against the Chargers. $5, Netsy, 150 Ooh. Some good odds right there. All right. Last one, Jared. I've got a teaser. It's not a sweetheart. So we're getting better odds, baby. I think you'll like this one. Let me get let me get your thoughts. I got it's a six point tease. I'm going with the Titans, which if you remember, they're six point favorite. So I tease that down the money line. I got the Colts. You know, they're three point favorites. So I, I then get them plus three. I got the Dolphins, who are already getting four. So I got them all the way at 10 points at home. And then I got the, the Steelers right now are getting three and a half. I get another six. That's nine and a half. That means the Ravens would have to win by 10. Now, if you bet 100 there, you win 260. So it's plus 260. I like that a lot. I do. Um... There's a maybe one game in there that I'm questionable on. Probably but, the Lions one, right? Because you have yeah. the money now, right? That's it, though. I I think I think that's pretty solid. That's just the one question mark. Yeah. So you could, you but know, you got to have one of those. You know, you got to have one risky bet to to really get the money, your money's worth. Right. And if and obviously, obviously, you could switch in and out that Colts game. Like if you, if you don't like it, if you think, for example, the the Bills to what Jared has talked about are gonna, are just going to win the game, right? The Bills right now are four-point favorites, right? So if you switch them and you six-point tease, you're getting two points, which is essentially, you know, money line um, because the probability of the Bills, you know, losing um, by three or more is probably pretty low. But, yeah. So I think uh, we we missed one little bit here. What about Survivor? you're right. So we got our boy. My apologies. I totally forgot because I've been given such terrible picks. 
in that arena. But yeah, Survivor League, Jared is still alive. And you got, what, three other people with you, right? In the pool here? In, in my pool, yeah. There's three other guys with me who are still uh, chipping away. So good luck to them. But you're not going to keep up because I got a lock this week with the Chiefs beating the Jets. It's a snoozer, folks. Week eight is a bye week, basically. You can go home. You, you can get, go out, get drunk Friday night, and miss all the games on Sunday and, and Monday and, and wake up Tuesday and just know that you got a win in your back pocket in your Survivor League because that is how sure I am of this game. The Chiefs will handle the Jets, no problem. You can put as much money on it as you want, but for my Survivor League pick, that's I, who I'm going with. I only—I haven't even seen money line odds. I don't think Vegas is pointing them out. I haven't seen them on Bavada. They don't for for that. that yeah, that, that big, big of a. Yep. Um, do you know? Are you sorry for putting on spot? And if you don't know, no big deal. And we can talk about it next week. Um, do you know if other people in your league have already taken the Chiefs? Is that something you're able to look at? Um, I can. And actually, it's funny because I was just on ESPN and I was trying to pull it up but they decide to like move the eliminator challenge from their homepage and I can't find it. <laughs> so that's like the one way I know how to go to it is the right. NFL homepage and I'm not seeing it. So, okay. um, but I'll, I'll look that up. I I'm pretty sure they, here it is. Okay. Bear with me one second here. Hey, I'm pretty sure that two guys have already, have taken already the used Chiefs. them so that, yeah, that would mean the other guy is probably who hasn't should be with you. Should be picking them. Okay. So one guy used the Chiefs week one. Okay. And the other two guys have not used the Chiefs yet. Gotcha. Oh, nope, nope. I take that oh. back. One used it. One used the Chiefs last weekend. So uh, okay. that means only me and one other person can, can use them. Yeah. That's good. That's a good that sign. Mean, yeah. That means I'd be shocked if that other guy didn't take the Chiefs. You just... When a layup's there, you, you take the points, you know, you and, and, you, and you move on with your life and you see what happens week nine. I've saved the Chiefs this far into the, you know, week eight. That's pretty good. And, you know, and I got a couple more. You know, I haven't used the Steelers. I haven't used Green Bay. Trust Have you me, used folks. the Bucks? I don't think you've used the Bucks. Uh, no, 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 no. I have not used the Bucks. So I have plenty in my back pocket. Man, I, we won with the Cowboys, for God's sake. Come that on. Was, was that against the Giants? And the Eagles. And the Dolphins. I've used the Eagles, Dolphins, and Cowboys. And I that's why I have so many of these great teams left. And that's why I think we can really go deep on this one. Um, I don't know about 16 or 17, but we'll try to get there. I love it. Well, keep following Jared. Um, the other game I would love if I was, you know, still in a pool. Um, I think the Bucks, if you haven't used them, if you want to you know, if you haven't used the Chiefs and want to keep them in your back pocket, Bucks beating the Giants sub in New York, that's that's a luck as well. All right. Well, that wraps us up here on episode 22. Thanks, everyone, for, for stopping by. And good luck this weekend with your bets and your predictions. And I got a feeling, Jared, this is the week that one of us is going to go 14 or 15 now. I can feel it. I can feel it down in my plums. Do it. All right, everyone, good luck, and thanks for stopping by.